This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast 2021 Tournament. We've assembled eight members of the BTP Patreon team to battle it out and find out who will win the prestigious Platinum Splinter, proving once and for all that you are not an ordinary benchwarmer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt, and today's game will be round one of the 2021 BTP Tournament. This match will feature guests Adrian Bias and Matt Coleman. Welcome to the bench, Adrian. This is actually the first time you've been on the show. Uh, why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else that you'd like to share. Uh, thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm from Annapolis, Maryland, so I root for basically the Baltimore-Washington teams except for the football teams. In that case, I'm a I'm an Oakland Raider fan. Don't ask how that started. <laughs> and other than that, I'm just glad to be here. And uh, you're actually a, a Patreon uh, member of our Patreon team and as assistant coach. And actually, that's how we got to you is both you and Matt and everyone who's participating in the tournament are Patreon members. We decided to uh, go with patrons first and then maybe in future tournaments, we'll have other people join in. But uh, yeah, so thanks, Adrian, for doing that. Thanks for being a part of the group. And uh you know, glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we'll head it on over to uh, Matt Coleman. Uh, welcome to the Matt. Welcome to the bench, Matt. You've been on the show a few times, and we're actually a part of the very first show that we ever recorded that won't see the day uh, light of day anytime. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Why don't you take a minute to remind us uh, where you're from and what teams you root for and anything else you like to share? Hi, my name's Matt. Uh, I'm currently in Wichita, Kansas, although by the time this airs, I may have actually moved to Seattle, getting ready to move up there in a week. What? So, yeah, my wife got a job up there, so I'm following her up there and figuring out what I'm going to do. So I'm excited for it. I've never been, so I don't know anything about the city, don't know anything about it, but it'll be a fun adventure. So I know a guy. I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's get a beer. I'll show you around. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, and Matt, you're also an assistant coach on our Patreon uh, team, so appreciate that also for you, sir. So, all right, and you heard him. You love him. He's your favorite, everyone's favorite. Our bench warmer helper for this game is going to be Mr. Marcus Ellis. Marcus, what's up, bud? Oh man, you, you keep you say favorite. I think I think Scott's favorite for no, sure. No, I think you're everyone's favorite. You're just kind of like you know. Everyone kind of fell out of love with Walling and his baseball book, right? <laughs> no one likes me. People think that I'm annoying. Uh, Eric and Dan always win. Bombeck, well, maybe everyone liked Bombeck. I'm not quite sure, but, you know. No. Mason, everyone kind of likes Mason, I guess. There's right? a, there's basically two. I There's two people that I know I'm their favorite for sure, and that's Scott, and that's, uh, you know, shout out Ryan Clefcorn Myers because he sent me a very nice message on my birthday Aww. that I won't repeat. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about favorite amongst our group. I'm just taking favorite generally. Like everyone in the group always just loves Marcus. Marcus is like their, you know, it's like you're like everyone's little brother or something like that. And you're like, come on, dude. He's not that great. Whatever. I agree. I agree with everything <laughs> you just said. I'm not that great. All right. As as our players might find out if they just choose to use me for help. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about what Marcus's role will be here in a minute. And uh let's move this along. So this tournament will have a very different format than you are used to so 
Let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. Each BTP tournament game will feature 15 questions, five in the wheelhouse of each player, and five general knowledge sports trivia questions. Each question will be worth 10 points with two exceptions. If a player gets a question correct in the other player's wheelhouse, they will receive 15 points. And in the last set of five questions, a bench warmer will be available as a one-time helper for each player. If the player uses that helper and they get the question correct, the player will receive only five points. In the case of a tie, at the end of the game, the players will answer a sports math question to decide the match. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the first set of wheelhouse questions. And we'll start with Adrian. Question number one, rail splitters, blacksmiths, gangers, foundry hands, pumpkin shuckers, and cornfield sailors were all names used before this Big Ten school settled on its current name. So you want me to check in? Sure. Yeah, I'll check in. All right. Adrian's checked in. Matt, you can talk out loud if you want. Uh. I don't know this for sure. A lot of different professions in here. The only one that would make sense following that would be Purdue, the Boilermakers. So I'm just going to check in with the Purdue Boilermakers. And Adrian, what did you check in with? Uh, I also checked in with uh, Purdue Boilermakers. All right. Both teams, both guys are getting points there. Uh, Matt is getting 15 and Adrian getting 10. The answer is the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers. They had a bunch of other crazy ones too, but uh, they were a little bit. Uh, so I just went with the whatever I had there, six or something like that. So, yeah. All right, we'll move on to question number two. In 1988, Danny Manning was drafted number one overall out of Kansas. Over his career, he played for seven different fan franchises. But what team drafted him and had him on their roster until he was traded in 1994? I'll check in. Adrian's checked in. Matt, you can talk it out. So this does happen to fall into one of my wheelhouses. I lived in Lawrence for several years. My wife went to KU, big KU basketball fan. Danny Manning, I believe... Just trying to remember his pro career, which was not nearly as good as his, his uh, time at KU. Sorry, Adrian. I didn't know that KU basketball was in his wheelhouse. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it happens. I probably should have uh, known, but he's from Wichita. I didn't know he was from the white went, wow, went there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I might still miss this. Um, the very first thing that I thought when I read the question was, I think he was drafted by the Clippers. So I'm going to lock in with the LA Clippers. And Adrian? Uh, yeah, he was traded on in 94 for Dominique Wilkins. It's the LA Clippers. And uh, Adrian took my uh, so part of my flavor text there. Manning was uh, only played 26 <laughs> games his rookie year before he was uh, tore his as ACL. Averaged 22.8 points per game in the 92-93 season and was uh, the year that he was the most productive. And in 94, the Clippers traded him to Atlanta for Dominique Wilkins. So Matt getting 15 points there. 
and Adrian getting 10. And that'll take us on to question number three. Well, before we do that there, um, Marcus, what was your Danny Manning? Was he one of your guys? Do you like him? Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Danny Manning. Um, I was hoping that he would, you know, be able to turn around uh Wait, or he's at Wake, right? <clears throat> yeah, and I was just like, I feel like Wake Forest yeah. is one of those teams that college basketball is better when they're good. So I was hoping that would work out, but still, still love Danny Manning, the player. But I was, I was really hoping he'd be able to turn that. He's been there for around. a few years, right? Five, six. Years? No, he's he got fired. He's now an assistant, actually here in Maryland. Oh, really? Was oh, that had that happened recently? Yeah, it happened this summer. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Okay. Well, because you, you know Turgeon, Turgeon, he played with Turgeon. At Kansas. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to question number three. This school initially waffled back and forth between multiple team nicknames selecting Buccaneers, then changed it to the Golden Brahmin, and then changed it again in 1982 to its current name, which isn't much different than its previous one. What university is it? I'm gonna tell you guys right now, when I reread that, the term waffled stuck out in my brain. That's not a clue. Don't let that distract you. <laughs> that's where my mind went immediately. Sorry. To. I, I After I reread too. it, I realized that's a weird word and I probably put it in there intentionally. No, I didn't. I just waffled, just meant, you know, back and forth. Flip flopped. I'll check in. Adrian's checked in there, Matt. If you wanna talk it out, feel free. Okay. Um, so the, the Buccaneers makes me think pirates, the only university I can think that has that as a nickname is East Carolina. So that's what I'll check in with. And Adrian, what did you check in with? Well, I, I keyed on the other nickname, the golden Brahmin, and it made me think maybe still had, they still have golden in the nickname. So I went with uh, Tulsa. All right, neither team's getting points here. Uh, the answer is the USF Bulls. Ah, hmm. yep, uh, yeah, the Brahmin, Brahmin Bulls. Uh, so yeah, USF, the nickname Buccaneers was the result of a vote that they had, but there was a nearby high school uh, who were called the Pirates, so they went with number two in the vote, which was the Golden Brahmins. And then evidently nobody knew what the Golden Brahmins were, so they decided to change it in the 80s to the Bulls. <laughs> Hence why we shouldn't let Florida vote on anything. <laughs> Ain't that true? Yeah. All right, so no points on that one. We'll move on to question number four. In the 1980 NBA draft, the Celtics had the number one and number 13 picks. They traded those to Golden State for Robert Parrish and the number three pick, which ended up being Kevin McHale. But what player did Golden State end up taking with that number one pick from Boston? I can check in. Adrian's checked in, Matt. Talk it out. I know this guy's name. It's going to come to me in a minute. I've read about him. I think his first name's Joe. I don't know if this is right or not. But Joe came into my mind immediately, but I'm just going to check in with the last name of Barry. And Adrian, what did you check in with? Uh, that's that's close. I checked in with the name Joe Barry Carroll. 
and Adrian's getting that correct. The answer is Joe Barry Carroll. Carroll ended up playing 10 years in the NBA, was in the 1981 rookie uh, all-rookie team, and an all-star in 1987, but I kind of think that the accolades of uh, McAllen perish. <laughs> yeah, I think this, I think the Celtics might have won that trade. <laughs> Maybe. You think just as rich? Uh, and uh, his time at Golden State, speaking of his time at Golden State, later on in life uh, in the 90s, uh, Parrish absolutely went scorched earth talking about how terrible his teammates were and about how they did not care at all about the team and he was actually going to retire if he didn't get traded. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, Robert Parrish ended up, ended up playing, what, another 20, like 12 or 13 seasons in the NBA? <laughs> he, might, he might still be playing somewhere. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he get to, like, 19 or 20? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, right. I think, he, yeah. I think, he I think he's a record 20, holder. Yeah, I think so. I think he's at 23, I want to say. It's 22 or 23. I know he was on. years? Yeah. 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 Because I think he was playing in 94, wasn't he? Because he played for the Bulls. Then he played for the for San Antonio for like a year or two after that or something. Something crazy. Or something yeah, like he, that. Won, he won rings with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He won. Did he win, did he win three with the Bulls? Or just two? <laughs> Maybe two. Oh, we had this question. Remember, we were trying to. Yeah, because he won like. Yeah, we had a question around. He had that. like three or four with the Celtics, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, he won a lot of rings. A lot of All right. So Adrian getting points there. So the score is knotted up at 30 each. And we'll move on to question number five. What NFL quarterback was a San Jose State Spartan before spending four years in the CFL winning a Grey Cup and then 10 years in the NFL with six different teams making the Pro Bowl four times? I've checked in with the wrong answer. All right. Matt's guest <laughs> uh, checked in. Excuse me. Adrian, go ahead and talk it out. I had no, I have no idea, none whatsoever, but just going by 10 years with six different teams and making a Pro Bowl, I just took a wild guess at Jeff Garcia. And Matt, what did you guess? Uh, I checked in with Warren Moon. All right. One person getting points there. The answer is Ooh. Jeff Garcia. Wow. Nice never would have, never would have gotten there. I don't associate him with. With uh, the CFL, like I do a lot of other guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, all those accolades there. He won the Grey Cup. Garcia is one of only eleven NFL quarterbacks to have two consecutive thirty touchdown seasons in both two thousand and two thousand one. I don't know, man. A ten-year career it seemed like he was always torching the Packers, no matter where, no matter where he went. But he was with. Uh, the Eagles, I mean, obviously the 49ers for like, what, five years? Yeah, something like four, that. Four, yeah. <laughs> and then he was with the Eagles for three or two Eagles or three. Some. Yeah. He was with the Browns, I remember, with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Surprised the Vikings didn't pick him up off the tra- trash. Team Tampa Bay? <laughs> Tampa, yeah, he was with Tampa for a year. Was too, he? Wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so in case you hadn't figured it out, the two different uh, wheelhouses that we use for Adrian for that one were uh, college team nicknames and the NBA draft. And uh, the reason the nicknames there got me to that last one was the San Jose State Spartans. So <laughs> I thought that was an obscure school enough that people would know that Jeff Garcia went there. So 
anyway, after the first round here in Adrian's wheelhouse, Adrian is up 40 to 30. And that will take us over to Matt's wheelhouse. So our second set of questions. Here we go. Question number one. The infamous Pintar game between the New York Yankees and Kansas City Royals took place on July 24th, 1983. But due to AL President Lee McPhail's upholding of the Royals' protest, the game had to be finished on August 18th. In that continuation, Don Mattingly did something that hasn't been done in the major le- in the MLB since. What was it? I checked in. All right, Matt has checked in. Adrian, you can talk it out if you want. Okay, I think this has something. I think this has something to do with um with the, the continuation of the game. So, my guess is that he is that he played after being taken out. Okay, so played after being taken out. And Matt, what'd you say? Yeah, I don't know this. Um, I said that maybe there was some reason they wanted a relief pitcher in. So I said maybe he was, they pinch ran for him. If he was on base and they pinch ran with a pitcher. All right. Well, uh, neither team's getting points. Uh, Don Mattingly became the last left-handed player in the major leagues to play second base in the major league baseball game. Hmm. Wow. Yes, my- Dream. And I couldn't, I couldn't verify this, but uh, I, I actually feel, I, I actually think that he's the last left-handed player to play any of the infield positions besides uh, pitcher or first base um, in a game since then. So, so that's why, I ne- that's why I never became a major league baseball player. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're limited to only really four spots on the field, right? Because even catchers, yeah. I don't even know when the last time. The last time a left-handed catcher played was decades ago, too. Yeah, it was in my my last game, the the uh, eight home runs in eight consecutive games question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale Long, the guy who did it, he was the last guy that played it. And, he, and it was just like a spot thing, but he's the last credited player as, as being a left-handed catcher. The uh, last left-handed uh, person to play second base uh, before Mattingly uh, was Cleveland pitcher Sam McDowell, who was switched from pitcher to second in the game in 1970, and then back to pitcher after only one batsman, so that he could continue because they brought up a <laughs> they brought up a guy who evidently must have crushed him every game. So, so there you go. So no points there, and we'll move on to question number two. Everyone knows that Villanova is the only number eight seed to win the big dance. But of the seeds in the top eight, only the number five hasn't won an NCAA championship. What team was the last to make the championship game as a number five? Hint, they came back the next year as a number eight and lost again. I'm checked in. Matt's checked in. Adrian, you can chat it out if you want. Um, I don't think I need to chat it out. I think this is a, I think this is Butler. Checking in with that? Yeah, I'm checking in with Butler. And Matt, what did you check in with? Yeah, I had the same thought. I think it's Butler. All right. Both teams getting points there. Adrian getting 15 and Matt getting 10. The Bulldogs made the championship game in 2010 only to lose to Duke and then lost to UConn in 2011. Only number fives to lose in the championship game are... Marcus, do you know any other number fives to lose? Nope. <laughs> 2002 and 2000? 
Oh, ooh, Maryland? Mm, nope, 2002, 2002 was... Oh, 2000, no. 2002, 2002 was Indiana. Right. And 2000 was Florida. Mm. All right, moving on to question number three. What shortstop made his major league debut in 1897 with the Louisville Colonels and capped um, his Hall of Fame career in 1917 with the Pittsburgh Pirates, winning a World Series and eight batting titles along the way? Marcus, you love this question, don't you? Totally. (laughs) Right in my wheelhouse. Old timey baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm checked in. Matt's checked in. Adrian, you can talk it out. 1917 is a long time ago with the Pirates' eight batting titles. I'm just going to go with a guess and say Honus Wagner. And Matt, what did you check in with? I think this is Ty Cobb. All right. One person getting points. The answer is the Flying Dutchman himself, Honus Wagner. Mm. I didn't think he won that many batting titles. I just remember the Pirates hat on that famous baseball card they, that, that sells... And that's, that would have <laughs> that's like, okay, boom, him. Yeah, Hannes, na- Hannes uh, was na- nicknamed the Flying Dutchman due to his great speed on the bases, which is funny because he uh, was not, he was of German heritage, so not Dutch, but anyway. So, yeah, and Ty Cobb, I think, I think Ty Cobb played his whole career with the, with the Tigers, right? I thought he did. Yeah, I wasn't sure. The problem is Cobb won all of the AL batting titles, and Wagner must have won all of the NL ones. So Wagner, 1900, 1903, and 04, and then from 1906 to 09, and then 1911. So his were kind of spaced out somewhat. But yeah, I that Adrian, that would have been my guess too, because that's a when I think of old timey baseball and pirates, I think about that freaking that's baseball it. card and Honus Wagner. The card, the Honus Wagner card with the pirates hat. That's yeah. what I got. Yeah, uh, Hannes Wagner was in that uh, the first, uh, I think the first World Series, 1903, which was Pittsburgh and Boston, I think. The, I think so. The Americans? Or, yeah. yeah, I think. I think that was a nine game series back then. Interesting. So we will move on to question number four. The Naismith College Player of the Year Award started in 1969. Since then, eight times players have won both the award and the national championship in the same season. Lou Sender won it in 1969 and Bill Walton won it twice in 72 and 73. Besides those two, (laughs) name me two of the other five who have done it. Marcus, were you about to check in? Yeah, well, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, I muted myself. The nice thing about this for like, because when we discuss this format, you know, we're saying, hey, Benchwarmer's here to, you know, provide banter and help maybe if needed, is that I, I'm i like trying to play along and not doing great. <laughs> I'm checked in. Matt's checked in. Adrian, you can talk it out. I'm torn between a couple of names. And I, I'm a check in with Danny Manning and Christian Leitner. And Matt, what did you check in with? I also checked in with Danny Manning, and I also went with Anthony Davis. All right. Your five options are, most recently in 2018 out of Villanova, Jalen Brunson. Farthest back in 1972 out of Indiana, Scott May. In 1988 out of Kansas, 
Danny Manning. In 1992, out of Duke, everyone hates him, Christian Leitner. And in 2012, out of Kentucky, Anthony Davis. Mr. He's Mr. Unibrow, right? Yeah, the brow. Yes. Yeah. All right, so both teams getting points there. Matt getting 10 and Adrian getting 15, which will take us to question number five. Back to the well with my old-timey baseball. The American League of Professional Baseball Clubs was created in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 1901 with eight teams. In the 1901 season, the Milwaukee Brewers finished 35 and a half games back of the champion Chicago White Stockings. After the season, they became the first team to do what? I checked in. Matt's checked in. Adrian, you can chat it out. Uh, 35 and a half games back. I that. Uh, to me, that seems like they weren't any good. So <laughs> I'm going to check in with they folded. And Matt, what did you check in with? So I thought there were two possible answers to this question. They either gave up playing or they moved elsewhere. And I went with the second option and said they relocated. One team is getting the points. The answer is they relocated. I was I was torn between the two. Yep, they relocated from Milwaukee to St. Louis and became the St. Louis Browns. However, oh no. However, the St. Louis Browns, the St. Louis Browns. What? You're gonna hurt my heart, aren't you? Gonna tell me that because I know I know where my Orioles came from. They're not the. That's not the Browns. Yep. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. The St. Louis Browns are not to be confused with the St. Louis Brown Stockings, who are a charter member of the National League. And um, only played three seasons in that year. Yeah, and the St. Louis Browns, I don't know, did the St. Louis Browns move to, the or- move to Baltimore and become the Orioles? But I thought the Orioles were already, the Baltimore Orioles, the cur- maybe not even the current one, I thought they were a charter member of the AL. They were, but if I'm not mistaken, they went somewhere, they left and went somewhere else. I can't remember, but I think, the, I re- think I remember the history of the Orioles they one of the St. Louis Brown Browns teams became the Orioles. It's what? it's the one we're talking about. Right. So as yeah, it's the the Milwaukee Brewers moved to St. Louis, become the Browns in 1902, and then uh, they moved to Baltimore. Because weren't the original Baltimore Orioles? Didn't they become the Yankees? I think so. I think think they became yeah, the Yankees. I think you're right. Yeah. Just FYI, the wheelhouse questions that we used for Matt were college basketball. And old-timey baseball. (laughs) (laughs) All right, after the two wheelhouse rounds, we have a score of Matt Coleman with 60 points and Adrian Bias with 85. So still anyone's game here. So we got five more questions in the non-wheelhouse round. We'll start that off right now. Question number one. This college football program has won five national championships. One before the bowl system existed, one with a victory in the Orange Bowl in 1984, and the other three via victories in the Rose Bowl. It also holds the second longest winning streak record at 40 games, just seven behind Oklahoma's record. I'm checked in. It's checked in. Adrian, you can chat it out if you want. Sitting here trying to think. A victory in the Orange Bowl in 84. The other three victories via, via the Rose Bowl. I have a sneaky suspicion that this is um, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I'm going to check in with the Cornhuskers. And Matt, what did you check in with? 
So I think you identified one of the teams that played in the 84 Orange Bowl, but I think you picked the wrong one. Picked the wrong one. Yeah. I checked in with the U, with Miami. Um, I think they won that game and Nebraska went for two and it failed. All right. I had the wrong game. Sorry, gents. Neither one of you got points. It is the U, University of Washington. Hey, folks, this is Matt from the future. Turns out I screwed that question up. Uh, it was the 1985 Orange Bowl, not the 1984 Orange Bowl. It was the 1984 season that Washington won the national championship. So my fault. So we ended up uh, scrapping question number one and replacing it with a different question we'll have in just a minute. But later on in the episode, we referenced this wrong question. And so I didn't want to go ahead and cut it all together. So we'll move on to the replaced question number one. Question number one of the non-wheelhouse set. In the 2020 postseason, what player became the second player in MLB history to record three hits in three consecutive games? Only Lou Brock has done this before in the 1968 World Series. Uh, I don't know this. So I'd like to use uh, use my free Marcus for the round. <laughs> free Marcus. All right, so Marcus, if you want to go ahead and chat with Matt then. The two of you can chat, unless uh, Adrian, you want to use Marcus also, <laughs> then the three of you can all talk. <laughs> no, I think I got a solid guess on this. Adrian, do you want to check in then? Sure, I'll check in. All right, so Marcus and Matt, you can go ahead and talk it out. All right. I don't know this for sure. Okay. But I seem to remember India Rosarena for the Tampa Bay Rays having like a monster postseason. I mean, like he was, I mean, he was hitting something insane, like every game. Right. He's the name that comes to mind. If I'm, if I'm giving it what I consider an educated guess, like I said, it's not a hundred percent, but he's who comes to mind right off the bat. Okay. And that's the name I was thinking. Um, I, couldn't remember how to I honestly had no idea how to say his name. I've only seen it in print. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So it's I know either he had him a bunch of home runs. Right. And then like the only other names that I was trying to think of were like Seeger, but I know he won the World Series MVP, but I just don't remember. I feel like I would have remembered that if I had heard it. Yeah, I feel like the question may have also been in the world series then it would have been as specific as just the yeah, world series if it happened point. in the world series all right i'll just i'll check in with that i'm gonna go with marcus's answer here then and check in adrian what did you check in with uh i checked in with uh mookie bets all right neither teams getting points here uh the answer is tim anderson I guess if I had told you that the uh, question came from Eric Ede, I probably would have <laughs> I, get to Tim I, Anderson. <laughs> I know that's why you didn't say you didn't want to give any hints that's as specifically to specifically why wrote I didn't say it was Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll move on to question number two. Both the 1995 and 1997 Stanley Cup finals were four game sweeps. One team lost one series and won the other, named two of the three teams involved in those two finals series. I, I'm checked in. 
All right. Matt's checked in, Adrian. You can uh, talk it up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, 95 and 97. I know 94 was the Rangers. And 95 was... I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it's... I'm going to say one of the teams... Screw it. I'm going to say the... Uh, I can't remember when the Caps made the final, the Stanley Cup Finals, so I'm just gonna say the uh, Red Wings and the Capitals. Okay, and Matt, what'd you say? Um, I also said the Red Wings. I think they made it both years, and I believe they got swept by the New Jersey Devils in '95. So I checked in with those two. All right, Matt is getting points there. The three uh, teams were the Red Wings. They were both. They were in both '95. They got swept by the Devils, and then in 97, they swept the Philadelphia Flyers. And I was going to – I thought the Flyers. <laughs> All right, it's getting tight here, gentlemen. Yeah. With three questions left. Question number three. In 1874 <laughs> – Marcus loves it when my stories start off with <laughs> – In 1874, C.F. Bennett – of a Chicago sporting goods company, Sharp and Smith, was asked to create a piece of athletic equipment to provide comfort and support to bicycle riders working the cobblestone streets of Boston. What is that piece of equipment known as today? I'm going to check in. All right, Matt's checked in. Adrian, you can talk it out, bud. <laughs> or you can yeah. get Marcus. Um. <laughs> mm. Was how many? This is question. How many more questions? This is we question have? three, so we have two more left after this. Yeah, I'll save. <laughs> I'll save Marcus. Just call it a hunch. Um, I actually think that's a wise move. <laughs> I'll I'll go with the padded bicycle seat. Heard right, Matt. What did you check in with? I mean, the first thing that came to mind, um, I have no idea if this is right, but I checked it with the jack strap. All right. One team getting points. The answer is that athletic supporter, the jack strap. Ah. <laughs> wow. Great pull. I just would never even thought to go there. I mean, it, it, it made sense, I guess. I don't know. No, it makes perfect sense now that you say it out loud, but like I never would have gotten there all right moving on to question number four here only two more questions left the company nissan only uses one number for all of its race cars what is that number and a clarification when i say one number that does not mean a single digit number that means it, it can be multiple numbers within the number you know you know what i mean by that right can i ask a question Sure is can. this is this on the cars or like a model number? Is that too much? That's too no, that's no, this is like when you see the Dale Earnhardt car is the number three car. Right. So like the Dale Earnhardt Jr. car is the number eighty eight car. Okay, so I'm it's the number for that number. Car. That okay. number, okay. Okay. Yeah. I have a I'm a I have a guess. I'm gonna check in. All right, Matt's checked in. Adrian, you look um very excited about this question. 
So yeah, as he's holding his head in his hands, going, "What in the heck did I get into?" <laughs> yeah, this is not exactly, in this is not exactly in the wheelhouse. Questions. What? Oh, <laughs> totally shocked. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with ten, and I'm gonna check in with ten. Check? Okay. And Matt, what'd you check him with? Uh, I have no idea. My answer relies on a couple of assumptions that are probably all wrong. I think Nissan's Japanese company. I think in Japan, the like number that is supposed to be lucky is eight. So I went with eight. Neither team's getting points here. The Japanese word for two is pronounced ni, and the Japanese word for three is pronounced san. And so the answer is 23. I, I, sure. I was in the same boat. I had no Marcus, clue. Marcus, you weren't like, uh, knew that right well, away. It, well, it's hard to, it's hard because you, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about individuals and you associate numbers with individuals. And I'm like, yeah, what of the minimal NASCAR that I've watched, what is one where it's always there? And I know they pass numbers down too. So I, I had no clue. I know. Well, I don't even know that Nissan does NASCAR. I don't think so. Oh, I think they only have like. That's better than the train of thought I was going down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think Nissan primarily does the other stuff. I don't think they do a NASCAR. NASCAR is primarily like Ford, Chevy, Honda. Maybe I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Going into question number five, score is super tight. Matt Coleman has 80 points and Adrian Baez has 85 points. So just five points difference between these two. Question number five. In 2007, Sheldon Brown of the Eagles made the cover of Sports Illustrated for his hit on what NFL rookie? What the heck? Use it or lose it. I think I'm going to use my uh, helper here. All right. Well, I guess uh, Marcus and Adrian, you guys can type to each other and try to figure it out. Okay, um, I'm a, I'm gonna check in. All right, Adrian's checked in. Matt, you can chat it out to yourself. All right. So 2007. Just trying to think of who would have been a rookie then. Played for the Eagles. So my guess is going to be an NF. I mean, I guess my thought is maybe an NFC team. Drafts are not my strong suit. The only people that I can name that were drafted around that time were probably Vince Young and then the two USC players, either Leonard or Bush. I'm going to have to go with one of those. Um, out of those three, I feel like the one who played the most, at least then, I know was on an NFC team. I'm going to go with Reggie Bush. I'm going to check in with Reggie Bush. And Adrian, what did you check in with? Uh, I checked in also with Reggie Bush. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. The answer is Reggie Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, let's go. Oh, my goodness. Which means, um, so when you listeners are hearing this, if you've listened to the first Fast Break episode, you will know that the very first Fast Break episode ended up in a tie. And I had to come up real quick with a tiebreaker question. So 
because Adrian used his uh, extra here with Marcus, that means he ends up with a total of 90 points. And because uh, Matt got that correctly also, he has 90 points. So, gentlemen, we have a tie. So let's go back. At the very beginning of the game, I gave the gentleman a math question based on sports trivia. So we'll read that, reread that, and we'll have the, and they sent me the answers that they gave. And it's a closest to the pin style question. So here we go. Hey, can I, can I give some flavor text on that real quick? Go ahead. Before we Um, get going to this. Yeah. Marcus, give, go ahead. So I knew once you said Sheldon Brown, that's the first thing I think of. He's playing cover two. Drew, uh, Drew Brees throws it in the flat to Reggie Bush and he lit him up Just so hard him up. and when he hit the ground like he hit and they those, uh, they those the plastic whistles. pebbles that they have at the Superdome just like flew up and Reggie Bush starts to jog off like he's okay and then he ends up on all fours and he's like crawling off the field essentially because yeah. it's, oh man it's it's like what if you, you dream haven't of seen as it. a corner yeah just look it google up. Reggie Bush Sheldon Brown and that picture will be the first thing that pops up, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's it's one of those hits you'll never see again because they'll get suspended for it. <laughs> so here we go. Our tiebreaker question is: multiply the number of NBA MVPs that Michael Jordan won by the number of wins for the last place 2019 Detroit Tigers, minus the number of rushing yards that Jonathan Taylor had against Jacksonville. And week 17, the highest single game total of the season. So, Matt Coleman, would you say your answer was? I checked in with 130. And Adrian, your answer? Uh, my answer was seven. So, here we go. Michael Jordan had six NBA MVPs. Okay. In 2019, the Detroit Tigers won 47 games. Six times 47 is 282. Jonathan Taylor had 253 yards in that game against Jacksonville. So your answer is 29. So Adrian, you are our winner, my friend. Wow. Good game. <laughs> yes, good game. Great game. Oh, my gosh. I, I had far too much faith in the 2019 Detroit Tigers was really my problem. <laughs> so. so the game has come to an end, and here are our final scores. Matt Coleman, obviously, with a respectable 90 points because you you ended up tying anyway. So, uh, Matt Coleman, you finished with 90 points. Thank you very much, sir. And today's winner, who will be moving on to the next round, is Adrian Bias with also 90 points, but the winner of the tiebreaker. So, congratulations, Adrian. Thank you. Great game. Great game. Any other things you guys would like to say before we call it a night here? I blame all of this on Joe Barry Carroll. So it's really <laughs> Joe Barry Carroll. Yeah. Right. Oh man. The tr- the trade that keeps on giving. So, <laughs> but congratulations, Adrian. It was a good game. Thanks, Matt. I would like to also thank uh, Hannes Wagner for wearing that hat. <laughs> yeah, that that one's gonna haunt me. I just misread the question, answered too quickly, and wasn't thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But Marcus. Man, watching, getting to just sit and watch, uh, I can tell you I would have done terribly. And I'm I'm so glad, I have to say, I'm so glad Matt got Reggie Bush because I would have felt bad that <laughs> I basically told him, I said, 
because I because I saw a message from Matt and I answered it back to Matt and I went, oh, no, I just told him that I know the answer and Adrian's using me. <laughs> I'm so glad you got there because I would have felt bad. So that that was awesome to watch. And uh, yeah, what a great game. I messaged Marcus when we were going through that last question going, I hope Matt gets it and Adrian uses you because I really want this to end up in a tie. <laughs> yeah, he said that before. He said that before the question, like right was, after he sent it. Oh, so and good. that's why I was sitting here deciding. I said, well, if I use Marcus, I'll at least if I use Marcus and get it right, I'll at least get a tie. Yeah, the worst you could do is tie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Did you know it without Marcus? No, no clue. That's fair. I, I flaked on uh, everything having to do with the 2007 draft. I My mind went shh, paper blank. Well, and it was hard, too, because the way the questions were, it could have been the 2006 draft or the 2007 draft, because you don't know if it was in the postseason or the regular season after the Orange Bowl disaster question. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I believe I believe it happened. So. I I believe so. Reggie Bush was the 06 draft, but it happened like uh, maybe a playoff game, to be completely honest. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I think it was a playoff game. It was Saints Eagles. That's why I leaned NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there you go. You got it. I think I forget the the date of the Sports Illustrated, but you, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it was either a late season, like late 06, but you're you're probably right. It was in 07. But yeah, but yeah, you thought 2006, 07 or 06 draft and they were either way it got you there. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, thank you very much. And uh, until thank next you. time, we'll keep the bench warm for you. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Oh, shoot. Did I just cough without muting again? No. No? Okay, good. I was like, I've had this thing for like a month now. I can't kick it. I've been to the doctor three times. So it's fine. We'll just go away on its own. <laughs> I was told I was going to grow out of allergies, and here we are. I'm 33 years old. Still have allergies grow out of it. I was told I was going to grow out of being an alcoholic, and that shit hasn't worked. (laughs) (laughs) So you started early. (laughs) He says as he grabs another beer. (laughs) 